Hi and welcome to another episode of Integrated Awakenings. It's me, Maria, and today we are talking about the elemental energy of water. Now, it's kind of funny to me how much spirit is really encouraging me to record and release this kind of information. And I do want to preface things in terms of when you're listening to this podcast, kind of feel for the energetic body of this. Notice how different my energy is with the swords air episode and this episode. Do you do you feel me trying to like resonate with your emotional body and allow it to resurface up and like be acknowledged? Yeah, so I hope you're like feeling that. I know that some people need that literally pointed out so that they would actually try it out because they just need the permission slip but here i am giving you the permission slip and i know that a lot of my audience probably have some concepts of emotional regulation from other kinds of content streams meaning maybe you did some self-development work maybe you even go towards some therapeutic practices of like really hearing your emotions so i really do want to emphasize that there is a space for that and that what i will be prioritizing for this podcast though is the spiritual energetic waters slash metaphysical qualities of water basically of your waters and then how to really transmute and cleanse them and how it interfaces with you, all your other elements. Because water tends to be this very mutable. It can contain the other elements quite well. And it's also juice that people use to smoothen out some painful things. So for example, think about those hard truths that we had from the air episode and then imagine it coated with like this thick sap of compassion the, that truth sword that truth cut that uh clarifier in your energy will land softer because of this very supple quality of your emotions being free yeah and your emotions being free enough to choose what is beneficial for you in terms of okay let me let me fine-tune what i just said okay there are emotions that are your artificial you trying to run a poo-poo circus yeah like eh, like that okay yeah that's why i really want to encourage people to dip slash dig to really reveal reveal what is underneath the emotions and do a lot of work that helps you dip into subconscious slash liminal states yeah so basically if you're feeling from a very like um like your conscious state your monkey state yeah you're probably you can have like a two-hour ted talk and you're just running around in circles getting nowhere yeah this is why i'm saying dip down because as you're running around quote unquote you are unpacking you are spiraling down you are plumbing 
plumbing your feeling the truth of the situation and just like in the truth podcast that i talked the air element and the water element are actually really intertwined in terms of like your system's body yeah so as you're plumbing for truth you're also unraveling the emotions around the truth so think of it like a spiraling line right the truth it's like a like nylon wire and then the water is the unfurling flowers that the wire is cutting through yeah so they are so the they influence each other coated by each other yeah so this is why i really want to emphasize how they relate to each other because i will say that yes i want you to reveal the deeper passions reasons of your emotions but it is guided by the heat seeking missile of your truth because otherwise you would be you would be playing almost with dirty water yeah because it's not actually flowing like imagine water in your room that you don't change for like 14 days it's festering yeah that that plum of truth that current of truth allows you to circulate and flow through the life process that is asking to reveal truth and to flow your emotions truthfully yeah yeah i know this might be i know that to some people this might be like what was marie talking about why is she not talking about like making a container for my emotions and like prioritizing it and i'm like i'm like because the discernment towards your emotions is such a big thing yeah you need to be able to call yourself out whether this is the real reason for the emotion and if it is or if it's not if it's just bullshit yeah because the one of the things that i noticed with people clients who have like strong water emotional bodies is that one it's your comfort zone two a lot of people laud it as a healing process and three like they 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 might be attracted to you because people who are more numb go to you because they can feel their emotions more and thus you're rewarded for like recycling water instead of going deeper into your water you see what i'm saying yeah yeah and the thing is sometimes when people plumb to like their waters yo okay i just also want to say that in the same way that fire is also dangerous especially if people just go ape shit on ambition you know and then get tripped up by ego the thing the trap with a watery process is that it's almost like okay Oh my god, there's like so many pitfalls. So I really want to be able to communicate all of them to you so that you can catch yourself. Uh, I, I, I know it's a little frustrating that there's so many pitfalls, but I you're going to have emotions all of your life, so I want you to hear them. Okay, so the thing is, uh, when you enjoy like this juice of the emotion so much and the attention that you get from it and the you know the release from logical way of thinking like oh my god you're just going with feeling you're go- you're in love right you're you're doing 
imagine doing the most stupid stuff because you're like high on this overwhelming love right and it's not devotion towards like higher deity slash love slash source no no it's just insanity yeah yeah and this is crazy because the thing is devotees are like one they're like mm, they're like one page away from insanity this is why it's so it's so subtle it's so subtle so anyway um some people can get overly especially if you have a really strong water energy people can get attached to the high of feeling it's a way to talk about me it's a way to you know recenter it's a way to cushion myself it's a way to almost like like oh it's like you have a favorite button and then you keep pressing it you know a lot of our emotions of like just regular folks are repetitive like you're repeatedly frustrated or you're repeatedly sad about the same thing you're repeatedly uh well i know that anxiety is more like a mental thing and you see how like it bridges to water anyway what i'm trying to get to is that you see how these water waters are recycling each other kind of like you're in a fishbowl instead of being a river a water wheel do you see how do you see how far that is that's why i'm saying being connected to like cosmic waters to like spiritual waters the thing is you wouldn't even have habits or patterns because every moment will happen sincerely genuinely and authentically to you that it 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 cuts and flows through you genuinely right so the thing is when there is a pattern when there is a groove that is happening that's because you're installing something that is regurgitating stuff instead of allowing it to flow you're an aquarium babe <laughs> when you're supposed to be a river yeah yeah and the thing is that's what functions the artificial self ergo the artificial aquarium you're the ocean you're not an aquarium Do you see do you see the difference of that? A lot of people have very familiar almost biblical level of memorization of oh, okay this is my pity story this is like what happened to me this is blah 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 and it's like it's like mausoleum level of aquarium right it's the same thing the water's not going anywhere and that's what I'm really really trying to kind of smash. <laughs> I'm trying to take an axe and help you like destroy your little aquarium, okay? I'm trying to like insist that the waters of you is more like a river, is more like nature, is more like all those feelings that flow in and out of your experience is actually so much larger if you allow it to be bigger. Now, I know that's like a big tall order, so it's like, okay, Maria, fine. We get the shamanic/imagic. Imagic is such a weird way to say it. We get the subtle energy image of like what you're talking about. Okay, fine. We're we're considering it, but so what is the process of that? 
what is the process of that if I do want to get into deeper waters and feelings and really sense my deeper truths, my deeper currents, and just, you know, kind of weaken the walls of my aquarium, right? Okay, here's the thing. I believe that a lot of movement slash transformation for your waters is done through the subconscious level, right? So a lot of people have different ways of accessing this. So some people need to do float tanks, a little bit of sensory deprivation, yeah? Some people do really deep meditations and journeys, so they need to do a bit of like a sound-assisted journey, yeah? Some people do a hypnotherapist, right? So that they could get to that liminal state and stay there and navigate from there. Yeah, and that's why it's so helpful when people... So, for example, people who talk to guides or people who communicate with Source, you need to be in that deeper realm. You need to find a way to get to that deeper realm so that you are navigating currents that are deeper, feeling and moving things that are deeper, stuff that transforms and flows in a more sustainable and long-term way meaning it's actual transformation it's not just you repeating bullshit okay now again as i said a lot of people have different ways to get this i mean some people fall into trance while making art yeah but the thing is i'm guessing if you are in this podcast you kind of want options slash how like maria okay stop with the stop prepping my intellect (laughs) how how how, right how okay so here's the thing um for me you need to learn how to deepen your relaxation and your stillness being able to turn off your senses so for example instead of doing a float tank really tell your body that almost like imagining buttons or dials that tone down your outward attention it's almost like from a like a hundred percent see it go down to zero yo there's like yogic practices that do this they they put a lock on like your external senses so really just almost like you're doing those light dimmers see yourself dim your external attention and feel yourself go in yeah yeah and when you're in i need you to clench and then unclench your body muscles so clench it really hard and unclench it really hard now the reason why yogic systems or even chinese systems have so many different techniques is because a lot of people need different things. This is why some people fast because they think they need a lighter physical body to get deeper while some people, they don't need it, right? Like, I'm not... uh, Fasting doesn't work as much to me. (laughs) Uh, um, So, but if that works for you, I do want... This is why I'm trying to be very thorough in terms of this is what works for other people 
This is why those things exist in those systems, because it helps you dip. Yeah, that's why you're doing those cleanses. It helps you dip. But if you can dip even without those stuff, that's fine too. Yeah, so unclench, reclench, unclench, reclench your muscles. Release it, release it, release it. And then really, I want you to almost like fall down, like fall down into a deeper state. For me, I like slipping into holes, and the holes represent my utmost relaxation and original blueprint. Yeah, there are others who also prompt being slowly buried in sand, almost like you're sinking down, and others also imagining steps downwards into this very, very pregnant vacuum, like a restful blackness. Yeah, and I know that some people have negative connotations with black, but essentially what we're going for is emptiness. Because the thing is, everything above surface of your water is noise. And the thing is, this void is noiseless. Yeah, and ergo, when you dig deep into yourself, when you do those darkroom retreats, you're essentially meeting your subconscious. All those crazy retreats in the Amazon and and those, you know, uh, crazy fasting stuff. Yeah, that's just you trying to meet your unconscious. And if you could do it, if you have a way to visit that place without as much assistance, and I'm telling you that you can, you can. You just you just need to do it. It's just practice, yo. It's it's like it's like walking. Yeah, everybody has two legs and most of the time, as long as you have like an adult helping you stand up and walk, you kind of pick up how to walk. Yeah, so you already have all the equipment. You 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 have your pineal gland, you have all your internal energy systems, you, all, you have the off button. Yeah, you just didn't have anyone to guide you, like hold your little baby hand to walk right so nobody so sometimes you need a hand to walk down to your subconscious but i'm telling you you could swim down to your subconscious and like meet it all the time yeah i know that a lot of people feel or externalize this kind of intuition slash process to their teachers to their mentors to their healers and i'm like friend friend reason also the reason why i'm recording this podcast i really want to emphasize that yes you could get help to swim down but you can swim like you can swim i'm not do not have a concept that you can somehow not access your subconscious that's like the devil card in the tarot right it's the things you don't want to look at at slash what's underneath you know what's the chain that you're not noticing yeah so so to people who don't do the tarot system you can completely ignore that last statement (laughs) anyway so you swim down to your unconscious right and you kind of look at everything and then the thing with this level of reality is that the stories kind of lose there's like a looser sense of logic yeah, it's it's very symbolic. Like, your heart is a cage. There's a little bird that can't sing. Or there is a trapped dog inside of, like, a, 
or a princess inside of like a shard and you can't get him out and they're like screaming or there's like a little kid and the thing is one of the first things or one of the first aspects that I really help people into feeling into speaking to liberating is their inner child and this is not just because I'm an Aries because Aries is baby's energy but also because a lot of our linear self's trauma or like the stories that we carry were things that is memorized by our child yeah and the thing is we are drawn to people who speak the right things to the child yeah like we are drawn to teachers who give it encouragement to friends who kind of teach it what it didn't know right it's almost like looking for parents yeah so the thing is when you swim down to your subconscious I'm pretty sure that you're gonna find like a ton of shit. (laughs) There's gonna be like a thousand stuff there. So I'm gonna give you like a little map and say, okay, go to your inner kid first. Rectify with your inner kid first. Greet them, befriend them. Befriend them in a way that you would befriend a stranger, meaning like be be nice, just be your best self. Listen to their shit, because that is also your shit. And really just be there, really acknowledge them. Um, the crazy thing is, when you were younger, you probably just wanted attention, right? You just wanted someone to listen. You wanted someone to just not leave, right? Someone to be there for you. And the thing is, when this abandoned, right? The abandonment ood is so common. So this abandonment, this pangungulila in Tagalog, um, orphaned, like feeling orphaned, is because this inner aspect of us, that's the child, feels not held. So what's crazy is that, yes, you can speak to it, but I also just want to say, swim up to it. Put your face to their face, hug them, kneel to them if you want, bow to them, hug them, absorb them, listen to them. Eventually, you'll know things you want to say, things you want to assure them with. But honestly, just meet them. Yeah? And I I do, when I do this kind of work, I do say things like, anything that I do for this child, that it be true for every parallel life, every past, future, life, dimension, reality. Let this echo, basically, into the fractal. And the thing is... I also wish the same for like my clients, right? Meaning the work that you're doing, allow it to fully ripple. And you can feel how your other yous are grateful slash also reaching out to you in support. So that's what I'm talking about, larger waters. That's what I'm talking about in terms of feeling the echoes of the lines, yeah, I know this. Uh, I'm I'm always a little bit conflicted in terms of I know this is gonna land for some people and it's not gonna land for other people. So I'm like, mm, uh. so anyway, my point is that work on your kid, yeah, and then your kid's gonna probably do a bunch of requests. Uh, trust, yeah, building their trust, and then you could work your way around, yeah. I usually do suggest that you get to your higher self slash master self. Other people in other systems might be 
talking to their power places, right? Because they see some themselves in nature more. That's also fine. Uh, other people feel their master selves better when they're in a council and their council has their guides. Kind of like a conference room, a rec room. That's also fine. So it means that your blueprint is more relational. Yeah, that it kind of wants to be in dialogue with several voices. So that's fine too. So that's usually my target number two. Like a concept of like a higher vantage point. Because when you tackle any of the gunk in your subconscious space, so for example, uh, masculine energy trauma, uh, history against slavery, racial stuff, if you're not empowered, touching any of that stuff is just gonna railroad you. You're just gonna be flat on the floor. You're you're. It's going to overwhelm you. You're going to drown. Yeah. And the thing is, the reason why I talk about higher master self, or the reason why people use that metaphor in the first place, is because you do kind of need to come from it from a higher order of things so that you're not swallowed whole. And I know that some people are like, isn't that just a judgment? Isn't that like not accepting where I am? And I'm like, yo, bro, you're like a very expansive reality. So do accept the paradox that you are both down here and up there at the same time. Yeah. So and the thing is, if you're just going to math this in terms of those are like big stuff you're dealing with, you kind of need to call like upper echelon head honcho to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah, and the reason if you're having a hard time tapping into your higher self, master self, guides, and stuff like that, like you can't feel yourself there, check your inner child, check your primary wounds, and really just meet yourself. It's going to be blocked off until you meet those. I'm sorry if that's like bad news to you, but that's the only way. Um, when you do get to your higher self and stuff, um, do ask them. You can negotiate in terms of like, okay, um, I want to work through this limitation. I want to lay to rest this limitation. Uh, or this has been coming up for me a lot. What is the truth of this? Yeah? Yeah. What do I actually really feel about this? You see this? So, you know how there's like a lot of jokes of, oh my God, you know, they're they're acting all therapist. And I'm like... That's because you're exporting that function to another person instead of really learning how to hold yourself. So what I'm showing you is that dip down to your deeper waters, address specific things in the correct order, and come from a higher power to transmute these large things that have been affecting you. Yeah? transmute these structures that have emotions loaded onto them do you see how i'm it's both air and water do you see that do you see that yeah it if it already has earth meaning it's showing up so physically in your reality it means it's so dense already it's so old anyway um because fire is pure transmutation it doesn't it doesn't get stuck it it burns so anyway so when you when you move this larger waters it's almost like you're unclogging the sink 
right? And you're getting bigger outflows as you're unclogging these. Do you see how all the elements work together? Yeah? Because how do you unclog? You kind of need to burn it away. Yeah? Do you see why I... You see why I had the podcast in this order? <laughs> so so when you get these... So uh, I know that the imagery kind of sucks. But you know, there's those hairballs that you get in showers. So when you get that end, right? You kind of need to throw it at the trash can. And the thing is, the trash can is either a vortex of annihilation or fire. Yeah? Yeah? And death, basically. So do review the episode around shadow work and really rectify your concept of can I lovingly lay to rest this aspect of mine that is no longer serving me in terms of like being able to flow. Because you as soul ought to be always flowing with source. That is just your natural original state. We are remembering, basically. We are, we are letting go, releasing. Uh, I don't want to use the word detach, but more of like unclenching. It's really like an ungripping. Yeah, because detach sounds more very, uh, I, I don't know, like program. Yeah, it sounds very clinical rather than this unclenching. It's, it's actually almost muscular how much we grab onto these things, into these stories, right? So I do want you to do like a bit of a funeral thing to allow this to flow. That's the crazy thing. This, Because imagine the amount of tsunami water force you need to do to push a rock away versus if you just sublimate that stuckness by you know that for example the hairball if you actually like burned it with the correct fire yeah yeah do you see what i'm saying because when people get themselves hyped up into a certain emotion to like you know it's like artificial motivation to change things instead of like the burn of transformation it's just all feeling. It's all like water momentum. Sometimes you don't get enough momentum. Sometimes your tsunami is too weak, right? You didn't get enough like emotional force around it. And that's why it's not enough, right? But I don't want to... I do understand that for some people this works, especially people who have like large water bodies. I'm like, okay, go, go if it works. <laughs> if it works, okay. So anyway, where was I going with this? I do want to talk about the heart chakra because the heart chakra is so intelligent. It's the bridge chakra. It's the seat of love, as if people know what love means, right? Uh, and, you know, people talk about the sweetness of the heart, this, the heart opening and, you know, this excess of feeling, this unconditional freedom of not having, it's that Rumi quote of dissolving all barriers that separates you from others, right? And the heart chakra is the one that unifies us with other people and ergo, it is quite relational and is the at least in my understanding, would be where your water energy would rest. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, there are paths 
it's called um the devotee slash back to yoga kind of style where it's i am so in love with something that because of me melting into that thing so sincerely so sincerely that i open up to all of life because i realize that the object of my devotion at its core they are life as well so it's like it's like you use your lover as a door towards ultimate liberation yeah it's almost like you're gunning for the core and the thing is for people um it's a little bit of a cuz try to recall times when you opened up to love like when you had like your first crush your first lover and don't like try to be oh my god I'm spiritual to have no 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 like your first like romantic crush kind of thing and the thing is remember how like the world sweetened up like oh my god like he looked at me or everything is okay everything's that's the enchantment of water yeah because love has like other definitions and textures so i'm just saying the sweetness of you know when tarot refers to two of cups it's this it's that sweetness of companionship slash that opening to to more that expansive quality because you're using this person slash thing as a door to openness now devotees uh so for example being devoted to shiva or even Jesus yeah uh if you see Jesus in everybody and it's done in such a sincere way so for example the way Mary Magdalene loved Jesus or for example the really famous devotees of Shiva just go with Parvati yo the way she opened up to him she was able to access everything that he already had just because of her fucking receptivity it's a great succumbing it's a great surrendering and this is why i'm telling you that for a lot of folks that's really scary because it's almost like oh my god where's my will oh my god where's my decision and it's like no bro you're in love it's a dissolution you're dissolving you're dissolving and that's how you get there and i do want to say that there are many ways up the path like this up this hill and the devotee path is quite fast because you're just yielding you it's not even adjust but what i'm saying is that mechanically like physics wise you're simply yielding so the nana's path which is more like mentally like waking up like your eyes are opening up you still need to you're looking at the hill and you're like navigating of like okay where's that road um this step looks like it's going to work you know i need a, i need a dagger to like cut through some of the you know bramble bushes here and there but the devotee path is basically somebody already went up the hill they have a motorcycle or they have a bus and you're just riding your bus do you see how more efficient it is <laughs> in terms of time quote unquote time you know so that's what they mean by the path of the heart yeah when they're talking about when spiritual teachers/energies are like talking to you about 
oh, okay, you know, feel through your heart, path of the heart, stuff like that. This is what they're promising you, basically. Because if you devote yourself slash plumb so deep, you're basically riding that motorcycle up. You're not navigating anymore. Yeah. You can probably do it with your eyes closed if you're crazy enough. Yeah. You're just going to fall. You're just going to fall and you're going to trust that, you know, your concept of whoever, for example, you're, you devote yourself to Shiva. You're just going to trust he's going to catch you. That's it. Uh, you're going to trust the motorcycle is going to go up. Yeah. And I know that other folks do a bit of a mixture, right? I, I also talked about this in the other podcast. They do a mixture of mental, emotional, body slash spiritual. So there's like a you can have different wheels that bring you up. And and to a certain degree, a lot of people do like the heart path because it's so sweet in terms of like, it really, it's both consoling and it makes you feel so alive because it's so wild. But it's the instability that sometimes turns people off. Yeah, so... I just, I just want to be straight up with you in terms of... Because some people when they get into like awakening processes they get a lot of this compassion love and light love forgive you know and it doesn't somehow it's not sticking to them you know and ergo they might be more of a truth slash awakening path and as someone who's a bit of a nerd with this kind of stuff i i really want to say no one is more superior or like more correct or like more it's just really what's appropriate it's almost clinical in terms of like what's appropriate to your energy body yeah because some people are more susceptible to this surrender and devotion than others yeah so and i do want to say i really and i do want to wrap up with this idea i do want to say that so some people might not have grown up with a culture of devotion. So basically, if you're in India, uh, if you grew up with family members who were devoted towards, for example, my grandfather was devoted to Peña Francia. So that's in Bicol. It's like an aspect of M- Mama Mary. So he does like really, quote unquote, dumb stuff, right, for the Peña Francia. So basically, you know, you wipe this handkerchief you you go through rivers there's this devotion basically almost like a celebration and devotion towards this aspect of the mother and he gets it you know it's just true for him and the thing is uh you kind of pick that up right so for example if you're in a culture that has an example of that maybe that is a way for you to access that and those traditions exist because they are helpful to a degree yeah but i do want to say that in the same way that somebody who's young can feel devoted towards a k-pop idol or even for example a genre of music or say it's almost like the object doesn't matter that's what i'm trying to emphasize here the heart this love devotee thing it doesn't even matter if it's like a dog it's the quality of your loving rather than the object the reason why people 
are so tripped up with like, oh my god, romantic relationship tarot stuff, is because you still want a transaction from your lover. Your human aspect needs that convenience that, okay, I do this for you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. That's fair, that works. But understand that is your human aspects, your persona aspects, needing that. Divine love, cosmic love, the love that brings you all the way up, does not give a shit. (laughs) Does not need anything. Is not harmed. So imagine like nuclear heart chakra mom Mary needing something from you as she's consoling you. Nah! Nah, she doesn't. Like, she just likes loving you. She just wants to love you. She just chooses to. She it, she just has this perpetual decision of, yes, I love you. Right? So, come here, child. <laughs> so, my thing is, especially for women who have really strong... Oh, by the way, some men also have, like, a really strong, like, devotee energy... I'm just saying that just because of energetic makeup and stuff that a lot of women can feel towards this, right? Right? In terms of like, oh my God, I don't know why. I just want to love love. I want to have a bigger love. I am fueled by love. Love guides my life. I'm centered by life. Love explodes me. If your friends talk like that or if you talk like that, you are devotee path. <laughs> like, don't shit yourself. Don't shit yourself. If it creeps into your language like that it means that love is such a powerful verb for you it's a powerful process for you and i'm emphasizing that because other people's processes are actually different yeah some people like death process more you know or maybe a more inquiry didactic process more but if you are like if you are like tripping up insane because it's like you want to bathe in love's grace and be in the you know the the path of your like your guru or just the object of like your love like you're devoted towards for example sick people or like children and it's like i don't even care whose child it is i'm just devoted that's your path that's that's your higher order water energy that's what explodes you. That's what explodes your little aquarium. That's what dissolves your walls. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of these people, especially if this is their like natural energy, feel like they're called stupid a lot. Like, why are you why are you that insane? Right? Like imagine my grandfather, right, who is like a devotee towards the Peña Francia. Your typical modern scientist slash city goer would be like, you know, if they're educated, right? They'd be like, oh my God, why are they so superstitious? Why are they doing this dumb shit? Right? (laughs) And they'd probably say it in the most flat tone possible. And the thing is, that's the thing. Um, We make fun of lovers. We make fun of devotees. We make fun of the insanity of love. But the thing is, that is an opening that is a fucking path you read Rumi's books and poetry on love and it's like it is it is it is and I do want to say that if you've ever felt scorned that 
you you know you've maybe done some stuff in terms of like oh i was too devoted to like a toxic guy and i gave more than i did i do want to say that walang talo sa totoong pag-ibig meaning no one really loses in true love that if your love can hold itself so meaning the parts of you that are hurting from those past experiences is your limited self your persona self is hurting love love you devote to you devote cosmic love you is not hurt is almost like forgiving them almost immediately um so i just want to speak to that in terms of um when you think that the object needs to behave a certain way for it to be deserving of your love it means that you haven't broken down all of the walls if if you've gotten to a point where it's like i actually don't care i just want to love that's when you know that you've dissolved the barriers yeah yeah also bonus tip if your object of affection is a living person this gets tricky because i know that you're not supposed to deify people especially if they're assholes Uh, I mean, your human self's... I mean, I know that everyone's divine, but, you know, your human self might do some dumb shit. That's the thing. Where is your focus? Are you worshipping the divine in them? Life that is expressed through them? Or, or are you, you know, are you are you growing into love as... And they, they just happen to be the direction you picked? Or are you dignifying something that is turd? It's it's different. You see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? And then that's the reason why people... And because people tend to be very, quite fallible, right? This is why people on the Bhakti path kind of advise you to pick something more stable right so basically pick a saint uh pick a deity pick a so so those greek pantheon stuff they a lot of for example apollonian and dionysian uh devotees i don't even think they call themselves devotees they call themselves like priestesses or something but it has this kind of relationship right and the thing is that's kind of safer honestly because they're not human they're like an energy form and yes they have a existing energy form like i've seen dionysus he's crazy <laughs> he's crazy he's crazy powerful he's like he's like mama mary level mama mary's like good too she's very safe she's super safe um but anyway that's why i'm saying maybe if you're so if you have an arrow of your heart seeking heat seeking missile like looking for a target maybe pick one that's a little less uh changeable right uh something that is deep right so maybe shiva or or even a concept right so maybe uh for um, let me see i don't think zen would work because it doesn't really have uh bhakti energy um mother gaia Defend, you know, being devoted to the earth energies. 
Some people pick planets too, so some people are like devoted to Saturn or even Venus, right? Uh, yeah, so if that works for you, yeah. And some people, yeah. I do want to say that some people pick like a host of folks. So for example, me, I do feel genuinely devoted to some of my crushes. And it's like, I see their higher selves, but that's because I have a lot of psychic senses opened. So I do see their divine versions often. So when people ask me how the fuck, like, how's Namjoon? I'm like, which one? <laughs> I'm like, because I see him in like a higher form, but I also see his human density and how much he's kind of like swimming in anxiety and swimming in like limited fear programs. And I'm like, hmm. I love you. <laughs> it's like it's like I love I love your higher energies, right? Because that is your truth. Like all this, all these thought uh, thought patterns are just uh, how do you call this? It's not even accessories. It's just dust. It's dust on your eternal self. So I I feel like when I talk to people and say, "Oh, I'm in love with blah," I feel like they might misunderstand which one I'm in love with. Yeah, because a lot of people's, like, third eyes are, like, dusty, or or just their sense of perception is dusty. So it's like, they were not talking about the same thing. So, but that's okay. That's okay. So anyway, I do feel devoted to a series of my crushes. I feel devoted to some of my lovers in my other lives. I do feel devoted to Shiva. <laughs> he he really I I really met him in one of my dreams and it was just really strong. He he spirals a lot too. It's his eternal dance void thing, so I feel really connected to that. But if I need something that has less movement, I probably wouldn't connect to him as much because my energy is also different from his. Yeah, so that's that's it, I think, for me. I think I'm really devoted to, like, all my lovers. Crazy, what a Venus and Pisces thing to say. I'm devoted to all my past... Because what is past, right? What... Okay, this might be... This, this is a very Maria thing, so just, just an idea for you. But if time does not exist, all the love that I have ever received and given coexists. So as long as I have access to them and that I know that they were true, I keep them close to my heart. Meaning, if I do remember the lifetime that I was married and, and I was Taiwanese, that lover of mine, that love that I had is not dead, is with me. That marriage of mine exists, coexists with me right now. Yeah, every, every love I've had coexists with me now regardless if their physical incarnation has met up with the physical maria right now yeah and i feel like all of those loves buoy me and i feel like i'm devoted to all of those loves i feel like they fatten me up almost in terms of juice in terms of really you know how sometimes your lover loves you more than you love yourself at that moment yeah that's happened a lot for me in terms of when i'm in my limited self i can feel uh lovers from a different life be like nah you're wrong (laughs) that's bullshit that's that's not true so i do feel the whole especially i i know i've said this before but especially if you have like really strong pisces aspects 
your lover, your love, love, lover dissolving into each other could be beyond the physical. Yeah. And the thing is, as long as you allow it to happen, it will happen. Yeah. This is why you, you have some uh, cases of, for example, your uncle, especially in the Philippines, like your uncle, your relative married a Dewata, right? Or a fairy, basically, or, or, or a spirit, someone who doesn't have like a physical form. And it's because, yeah, because they had that transmission. And it's quite polyamorous in a way that, oh, yeah, they're also married to like their physical wife. <laughs> doesn't matter, you know, it's the same way that M- Mama Mary doesn't care that you're also devoted to uh, two other things. Right? In the same way that a polonial priest, a pol- Did, am I saying that right? A polonian priestesses can also be devoted to Dionysus. It's fine. Love multiplies. It, there's no, there's no possession, right? So it just, it just layers. It just, uh, it's almost like a water boom, right? It's like avalanche water, waterfall, tsunami. <laughs> so anyway yeah so so that is all i have to offer in terms of my water episode uh i hope that helps you perceive things in the elemental quality of water yeah so that when for example you're relating to someone and the guidepost of their life is that they want to be in love or that they want to have a good wife and i'm like yeah because their water energy is really strong yeah, so it's just also just another way to just readjust yourself to the way these elemental qualities exist in reality. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just, I'm trying to emphasize that it's not just, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay, so that's it. See you for the next episode. I will be doing Earth and Akasha because... I feel like emptiness doesn't get its full wraps. And ciao, see ya.